Welcome to the Crew Letter Club, the weekly self-care newsletter brought to you by Coco Love. My name is Khadija Amari. I'm a self-care lifestyle strategist and the founder of Coco Love. I mentor and teach ambitious women who are ready to merge the self-care they desire into the lifestyle they currently live. In today's episode, I <laughs> I'm going to be sharing the framework that helped me hone uh, the self-care and ultimately um, the sense of self-love that I developed. Now, this, this, I honestly haven't yet decided on a title for this particular newsletter, but I'll, I'll, what I will tell you is I feel like I can name it several different things because it applies to so many different aspects of life. And it's a it's a it's a very simple framework. And I'll, I'm going to tell you a little bit of my story um, to help preface it and put it into context and help you know the different ways that it can help you. But I I, I, I want to say this. Here's here's some of the 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 titles that I've been toying around with in my head. How to build a lifestyle that includes you taking care of you. How to prioritize your self-care needs without disregarding the needs of others. How to stop people-pleasing and devaluing who you are and what you have to offer others. How to love yourself through the life you hate. Now I know that last title was a it was a bit <laughs> hate is a strong word. So it it's a little bit jolting when when I read it, when I look at it, when I read it aloud, but it's true because that's pretty much where I was in my life when I said so many different prayers. <laughs> I prayed so many different times I journaled, I I was doing all the things. I was adamant. This was back in 2019. I was adamant about learning whatever it is that I need to learn and do whatever it is I need to do so that I can become whoever it is that I am supposed to be becoming. Because the life that I was living at that time, I was like, ain't no way this is it. Ain't, no, no, mm-mm. I refuse to believe that this is going to be the rest of my life. I refuse to believe that this is all life has to offer me. I just, this ain't it. There has to be more. Like, whew, there must be more to this thing called life. And I don't know if you've been to a place like that before, but it'll do something to you. And I did all of this praying. And all of a sudden, one day, I I think I was walking around outside. And I just happened to realize that it just came to me out of the blue. I wasn't necessarily praying in this moment when it came to me. I was just kind of going about my day, but I feel like I was walking outside when it occurred to me. 
I said, huh, I have been, up until this moment in my life, I have been extremely externally focused. What if I become internally focused? I wonder if I'll get different results in life. I wonder if my decisions are going to be different. I wonder if the outcomes of those decisions will yield different results for my life. I wonder if I'll actually start loving life. I wonder if I'll venture into creating a life that I actually love living in. And that was that was the epiphany that came to me. And I, I realized that I was a people pleaser. I realized that I was a self-silencer. Now, I didn't have this 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 language to say prior to 2019. I I would not have self-identified as a people pleaser, a self-silencer, anything like that. Like I just was unaware. I simply I was unaware. But now I have become aware in 2019. And so some other things that I realized about myself was I was really great Essentially, I was a really great problem solver who was like selfishly solving other people's problems because I didn't want to have to face whatever consequences might come as a result of their problem being my problem. Somebody else's problem becomes my problem and I'm going to have to reap the consequences of that. I didn't want that to happen. But my life experience had taught me that that's a reality. Like this happens constantly this can happen this can happen at any random moment of any random day my boss could freak out you know any a parent could freak out like anything can happen and something that is a problem for someone else can quickly and easily become my problem and I will reap repercussions if I don't help them solve their problem and that taught me as a child growing up I need to solve other people's problems. That needs to be my priority. So what I realized after thinking through and processing and analyzing my history and myself and different things that I've been through, this became my my ground zero, if you will. This became my go-to thing. This was how I believe I became a people pleaser, how I became a self-silencer. I didn't value my own voice. I didn't believe that, you know, I should speak up and say something and I'm not going to get reprimanded for that. Like, I truly believed I should probably keep my mouth shut. I truly believed, okay, even if I want to say something, even if I do try to say something, it's not going to be heard. It's not going to be, it's going to be shushed. It's going to be, you know, pushed to the wayside, right? So these are the types of things that I was dealing with growing up as a young child, as a young adult, um, all of that. But after I had the revelation about what if I become more internally focused, And then I started acting upon that intentionally. Like I became hyper intentional about making sure that I was intrinsically thinking through things, that I was processing 
okay, am I making this decision for me or am I making this decision because I'm afraid of something or am I making this decision because I think someone else wants me to make this decision? Why am I making this decision? How can I make sure that I make decisions for me about me? Now, granted, for all the moms and all the wives out there, I understand that there are many of you uh, in my audience and I myself am not yet in those predicaments. I am not yet a wife. I do desire to be. I am not yet a mother. I do desire to be. What I have done, though, is I have worked with clients who do fit those descriptions, who do feel some of the, the things that I have just mentioned, who do feel like, okay, you know, I want to be supported. I want to feel heard. I want to feel listened to, uh, all of these type of stuff, but I just feel like I'm being put on the back burner. I feel like I'm being told every day in a variety of different scenarios that what I have to offer, what I have to say, what I have to do, it is secondary. It is the other person's wishes that must be my priority. And through life, we develop this sort of, I guess I'll call it like subservient, like like a, a mentality of I need to shush myself, I need to quiet myself, I need to put my own self on the shelf. And I just need to make sure that I cater to everybody else, whoever that is. Because we develop these things as a child or as a young adult, and then... We, we continue to do that same thing as we get older, as we get married, as we have kids. And then we teach it to the kids and then they go and do it. Right. And so but I want to break those patterns. And if you're listening to this to this audio newsletter, you want to break those patterns. You want to figure out how to love you. Period. You want to figure out how can you do more self-care without disregarding the needs of others? How can you make sure that you still love you and that you show up for those that you care about? You can do it. It is absolutely possible. But something I said in one of the videos I made on Instagram recently, I said, you you need to assign value to your own self, to different aspects of yourself. Assign value to your physical capacity, your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, your spiritual capacity. Because if you continue to go through life valuing other people more than you value your own self, it's not going to work. Let's talk about it in terms of words. How I said I was a self-silencer. I felt like, you know, things that I want to say or thoughts that I have, beliefs that I have, I think what I have to say is important. I think it's, 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 it's valuable now. I thought it was important then, prior to 2019, but I was terrified to speak up about it. And if I did, I would speak up super, super quiet. It was like a, a mouse was whispering. <laughs> I 
like I was very, very quiet about it, very scary, very timid, right? And if I continued to believe that what someone else had to say was automatically, without a second thought, automatically more valuable than what I have to say, I'm discrediting myself. That's the truth of the matter. And I had to come to that realization in 2019. So on the other side of this journey was, and it's a four-step, a four-phase, I call them four phases, because they feed into one another, they trickle down. It's also a cycle, like they feed into one another. Um, you have to do, you have to do phase one, then phase two, then then phase three, then phase four. And if at any point you get stuck in either other phases, you go back to phase one and you start all over again. Like it's a whole thing. And I'll say that I did not know what I was doing, right? Like, as I mentioned to you at the beginning of this newsletter, I prayed to receive understanding. I prayed to receive a download so that I can learn and grow and understand how do I become who I'm supposed to become. I want to be doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. I know that this don't feel like this is what it is, okay? So, Lord, please help your girl. And it wasn't until I reflected on how I went through this process. Why exactly do I feel better? Why exactly do I feel like I love my life now? Why do I feel more empowered? Why, like how, what did I just do over the past, what, two, three years? Now it's probably, what, four plus years. What did I do? What were the pro- what was the process if I had to explain it to somebody if I wanted to help somebody else go through this process and also be delivered if you will how would I explain it to them it wasn't until me reflecting on what the heck did I just do that I realized that these four phases were true so here's the phases phase 1 is self talk Actually, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the phases, and then I'll explain what are they, how do they apply, how do they work, and I want to keep this this um, newsletter fairly short. I know we're at the 15 minute mark right now, but I'll I'll walk you through it just a little bit, and then you can reach out to me, uh, DM me on Instagram. If you need a little clarification, if you have a question, or even if you just want to leave um, your feedback or anything like that, I'm all ears. I'm open to it. Um, And you can even feel free to send a voice memo if that's what you desire to do over on Instagram at Coco Love Lifestyle. Okay, so phase one, self-talk. Phase two, self-explore. Phase three, self-accept. Phase four, self-embrace. Okay, so that's talk, explore, accept, embrace. When you are 
trying to do something new. Number one, it's always going to be a challenge. It's probably going to be a physical challenge. It's probably going to be a mental challenge, right? Like you're going to have to learn something new. You're going to have to do something different. But before you can understand the inner workings of this new thing, before you can physically execute the new thing, you have to believe that you can, in fact, learn this new thing, that you can, in fact, execute this new thing. You got to believe it. What I have learned is that self-belief can come from self-talk. It can be diminished or it can be increased by self-talk. I have lived this, okay? Now, to help you get a little comparison here, think about a time when you wanted to do something, you were eager about it. Maybe it was when you was a kid, you was younger, and you told somebody who you love, you were like, I got this great idea. Like, we're gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. What you think about it? And that person was like, Are you kidding me? You ain't never gonna do that right. You might as well go on. Mm-mm, don't even play yourself. That's gonna fail. Why would you ever? Right? That person spoke negatively over you or over that scenario that you wanted, that you were super excited to do instead of encouraging you. They spoke negatively. How did that make you feel? Did you move forward and do that thing? Or did you stop dead in your tracks and you immediately started to feel overwhelmed, overcome, uh, succumbed? You cannot do this thing. You won't be successful. All this negative energy starts flowing in. Now, I understand everybody don't share the same exact story. But for me, I experienced that a lot growing up. I definitely experienced many of those instances. And it was it seemed like it always happened. <laughs> it seemed like it, it it happens when it's something that you really feel passionate about. Like your heart is in it. You are like, I love this. I believe in this. This is gonna be amazing. And then here's somebody come, whoever it is. Let it be a person who you really deeply care about and you love and you trust and you you want them to expect the best of you. You want them to believe in you. You want them to just pour love and light into you. And then here they go, stomp, stomp, stomp all over this beautiful dream and idea that you just had and share it with them. That is the power of self-talk, you guys. Like Self-talk is huge. Let me tell you why. Somebody else can say, they can say this negative stuff towards you, right? You have this dope idea. Somebody says something negative to you. Now you start taking ownership of what they said. That You start taking ownership of what somebody else said about you or to you or about the situation or about this idea, Right? You start taking ownership. What does that mean? The words originated from somebody else, but now you are saying those words on repeat in your own head. They don't have to say it again. You might have thought they said it three, four, five, 25 times, but really, did they only say it one time 
and you keep repeating that phrase in your head, you keep repeating that memory in your head is haunting you. That is how powerful self-talk is. It will it will linger and it will make you feel some type of way. It will have you acting differently. I don't remember that uh there was this 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 phrase, this this sort of um not a sonata, not a sonnet. Um it was almost kind of like poetry. Um I don't remember what to call it, but it was something that went I stumbled upon it years and years ago. I think it was back in high school. Um, that says, watch what you think, it'll become beliefs. Watch, watch what you believe, it'll become uh, words. Watch your words, it'll become actions. Watch your actions. Um, it was some, maybe it was a cycle. Maybe watch your actions, it'll become beliefs. I don't know. But that was how it went. It was something like there was this long trickle down list of it all starts with a thought, right? So that's my point. Words are powerful. We might have said that phrase when we were younger. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's a lie. It is a bold-faced lie. Let somebody discourage you from doing something that you are totally, wholeheartedly passionate about. And you love this person. You care for this person. And you found yourself being vulnerable and raw with them. And they just totally stomped all over whatever it was you just said. You're going to feel butthurt. If you're like me, you're going to feel butthurt, okay? So that's self-talk. You need to build up the capacity to speak to your own self in a loving way so that it can start to drown out the negative things that other people have spoken over you. So that it can drown out the negative stuff that you keep repeating to your own self. Okay? You have to believe in your own self. That's the first thing. If you don't believe in your own self, if you don't believe that you deserve to do self-care, if you don't believe that you deserve to have me time, if you keep saying, oh, I just need to, you know... I need to do this for my kids. I need to do that for my kids. I need to buy this for my kids. You never talk about, yes, I'm going to do this for myself. Yes, I'm going to take myself on this trip. It doesn't mean you have to ignore the kids. It doesn't mean you have to ignore uh, your, your, your husband or your spouse. Like, what it means is you are putting yourself in the mix. You are developing a sense of self-belief that you are just as worthy as your kids, as your spouse, as your boss, as whoever you you got on your list of priorities. You are just as valuable to your life as those other people are. You are an integral part of your own life. And it starts with you saying out of your mouth, thinking, thoughts in your head, writing affirmations on a piece of paper that you are just as much valuable as the other people who you constantly think about, who you constantly say, yes, I'll do this for them. Yes, I'll do that for them. Put yourself on that list. Yes, I'll do this for me. Yes, I'll believe that about me. Yes, I'm going to think this about me. It starts with self-talk. Once you do enough self-talk, you're going to 
automatically. It's just gonna, it just, it just happens. I don't really know how to explain it other than you do it long enough, you will see the proof. You will start to feel courageous. You will start to feel more confident. You will start to start to build a sense of self-love. Your it's kind of like your heart will be lighter, right? You you feel more encouraged. That's kind of what it starts feeling like. You feel more empowered. Okay. Now, you do some work in the self-talk area about a specific problem, and then boom, now you can move into, you feel confident enough to move into the self-exploration and, and you feel courageous enough, right? You're ready to explore. Um, so then you move into phase two, which is self-explore. What the heck is self-explore? It is a process whereby you can search for your likes, your dislikes. Um, it allows you to start anew, right? If you you dislike this certain aspect of your life and you want it to be different, cool. Let's start exploring what other options are out there. That's what self-explore is all about. You get to refresh what you've been doing, start something new that's totally different from what you've been doing, um, or nix what you've been doing all together <laughs> and come up with something totally new, like left field type of new. <laughs> like that's what the self-explore phase is all about. Now, when you go and explore these different things, it's going to be a journey. You're going to have to continue to hold on. So you're going to have to still be working on that self-talk. Each time you do try something new, you might start to feel like a failure, right? That's very common amongst us ambitious women. Many times we can feel like, oh, especially if you got like a like a perfectionist tendency. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on that. I want stuff to be perfect and organized and like ducks in a row, line it up straight. Like, oh my goodness, something is out of order. What? Everything about to go to crap. <laughs> like, like what is happening in the world? Like, this is disarray. <laughs> so when you are on that journey of exploring, you might start to feel like a failure. You tried one thing and you're like, oh, here comes that self-talk. Oh, I'm such a failure. Oh, this will never work. Well, what do you have to do? What I said earlier, you got to go back to phase one, work on that self-talk, continue to make sure that you start to feel encouraged. You start to feel courageous and confident, right? Empowered. And then you dive right on back in to your self-exploration and try a new thing, right? And you're just going to analyze yourself. How, how does this new thing make me feel? Does this feel like this is right for me? No, it's probably not. Let me move on. I personally, I don't know if y'all have seen, uh, what was the name of that show? I forgot the name of the show, but it was by Marie Kondo. And she was like organizing people's houses, helping them declutter and, you know, help their space be filled with a level of feng shui and all of that. Well, she had this saying, she would say, does it spark joy? And she would say, you need to ask yourself this question whenever you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I keep? What do I get rid of? What do I maybe table for later? Ask yourself when you're presented with several options, which one of these sparks joy for me? If it ain't sparking joy, get rid of it. Like if it ain't adding nothing good to your life, get rid of it. If it's just literally taking up space, why are you holding on to it? You need to be able to account for everything that's going on in your life. You need to be able to account for everything that's going on in your life. Why allow 
things that are taking up space, using up energy, using up brain power. Why just allow it to suck you dry? That's energy. You need that. We are a dying breed. Like we are every day. We are getting closer and closer and closer to death. I'm not saying that to be morbid. I'm saying we are constantly um, sort of like our energy is depleting. We have a finite resource here on this earth. Our bodies, our mind, our physical capacity, our mental capacity, emotional capacity, spiritual. Like this is not going to last forever. So when you allow things into your life that are just taking up space, they don't have a real purpose. It's just kind of here. You're, it's like you're giving that stuff permission to just keep draining your, draining your battery. And the, and the question is, for what? Like, why? Are you doing it because you're unknowingly doing it? Like, you don't know that this is draining energy from you? And you, you're just letting it sit there unknowingly? Well, by not choosing to get rid of it, you're choosing to let it continue to drain you. You could, you could rewind if you need to hear that one again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you have a good idea of the self-explorer. Now, what I will say about self-explorer is do one thing at a time. Don't try to do all the things simultaneously. Explore one new thing, one new idea, one new, if it's a job, if it's a new opportunity, if it's, you know, figuring out if you want to move states, move, change, live in a different area. Explore one idea at a time. Explore one new task at a time, right? What did that look like for me when I was trying to figure out, okay, I want to start a business, but I don't know. I, I, I want to start a business. I want to amplify my voice. I want to do all these different things, but I don't know how, like what would be best for me? What should I do? Should I start a blog? Do I like writing? Should I start a podcast? Do I like just talking? Like what what is going to be my thing? Do I like posting on social media? Like, what do I like to do? Do I want to do a YouTube channel? What do I want to do? I don't know what I want to do. I've never done any of this before. Let's try all of them. One at a time. I'm going to test my hand at each of these things. I started blogging. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I got bogged down with designing websites. And I was like, okay, I see what I'm doing here. I'm getting caught up in the creative space and I'm not proceeding with the goal of figuring out which thing is best for me. So if you find yourself getting stuck in one spot, don't just stay there just because that's just where you are now. Remember to be mindful of what your goal was. The goal was to explore a variety of things so that you can collect data about yourself so that you could make a more educated decision about how you want to live your life moving forward. That is a major thing to keep in mind when you are in the self-explore phase. And like I said, if you get caught up Go back to self-talk, re-encourage yourself, re-empower yourself, and then dive right back on into self-explore. Okay, now, moving out of self-explore and into self-accept, phase three, 
Self-accept is where you essentially, you intentionally choose to do what you enjoy. You intentionally choose to make time to do this thing on a regular basis. Uh, you, you finally are making the decision. You are standing firm on this thing. Yep, I've explored these options. I believe they are good for me. And I'm going to move forward with this one. Period. Like, I'm choosing and I'm going to continue to choose over and over and over again. And if I start to feel like, uh, you know, maybe I can't choose. Maybe I shouldn't choose. You, I'm so afraid of, well, what if I choose the wrong one? Guess what? You need to go back to self-talk. Make sure you re-encourage yourself. Make sure you re-empower yourself. Go back into, you know, look at all the all the all the data that you found about yourself, all the analyzation that you did. Look at everything. Look at your whole journey and say, you know what I did? I chose this for a reason. I see it plain as day right here. I remember doing that and thinking that and doing that and doing that. And this is why I came to this conclusion. And this is these are all the reasons why in my past I know that I can make it through this thing. I'm going to move forward, period. I'm accepting the fact that this is something that I want. This is going to be good for me. This is a part of who I am and what I want for my life. This is going to be okay. I'm going to do this. Point blank, period. I'm doing it. I'm standing on it. Okay? Moving from self-accept to self-embrace. Self-embrace, I like to explain it as, it's like giving yourself a hug. You know how when you have, when you receive like a really, really good hug, like a hug that kind of makes you sigh, those types of hugs that make your shoulders drop, the types of hugs that, that make you feel seen, that type of hug. That is what self-embrace essentially should kind of start to feel like. So you've encouraged yourself, you've empowered yourself, you've gone on this journey of exploring, okay, what would be better for me in this particular area of my life? You've chosen one route to go down and you fully accepted it. You're like, I'm accepting the positive consequences. I'm accepting the negative consequences. Like this is going to be for me and it's going to be okay. And now you have to love yourself along that journey. Try not to chicken out and get scared and run back to being the old you just because. Literally choose to love yourself along the journey of you accepting this new version of your life. Like, love what you've learned about yourself. Choose to love um the process that you've been going down. Choose to sort of like rinse and repeat over and over and over again. Like this is a new journey and you know that, but you're going to be patient with yourself and not expect yourself to adjust immediately overnight. You're going to show up in kindness to yourself and for yourself along this journey of 
okay, I've accepted this new path that I'm taking in this one area of my life. So going back to the idea of moving to a different location. So you choose to move to Mexico. Cool. You get to Mexico, you stand on your decision. You, 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 you're moving out of your house. You've packed up everything. Uh, and you start freaking out. You're like, okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, maybe I'm not going to like it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm all these things. Maybe what if something happens on the plane? What if the people, you know, lose my stuff in transit, the moving people go back to self-talk. Then once you get into Mexico, you, you're moving into your new home and all of this stuff. Be patient with yourself. It's, it's not going to take you a million years to get the home redecorated. It will take some time, but it's not going to take a million years. Be patient with the process. Maybe something happens with the truck. They're delivering your stuff to the home. is delayed by a few days, by a week. Be patient with yourself. It's okay. You have set up your bank account in a way that you will be able to adjust to that. Like, it's okay. Breathe through the process. Love yourself through the process of having made this new decision for your life. Hopefully that makes sense to everyone. So again, if you have any questions um, about this particular uh, newsletter, please, please, please send me a DM uh, at Coco Love Lifestyle on Instagram. You can also send me an email um, if you would like to, but the link for everything will be in the description box. Um, But yes, I hope that this particular newsletter has brought you some level of understanding around the journey, the process um, that needs to happen whenever you, excuse me, the process that needs to happen whenever you are really on a journey of self-care and how it's a cyclical thing. It is a process. It is not an overnight thing. Um, and, and as you go through it, you will sort of innately develop a sense of self-love. You will start to love the decisions that you have made, the life that you look up and you see that you have been building around you, because this can apply to a variety of areas of your life. We had an example about moving to a different place. You don't like where you live. You decided you didn't want to just move up the street, down the street, or in the next suburb or in the next uh, urban area. You wanted to move totally out of the country. And that's fine. When you look back over your life, what do you appreciate about this journey? What do you appreciate about the current place that you're living that you absolutely hated about the previous place you were living or maybe where you grew up, right? You will start to look around and be like, I really like these decisions. that I I like what my house looks like. I like the decor that's on the walls. I like that I'm here. I like that I chose to finally take that big leap that I was afraid of making that I thought I would never, ever make, right? It can apply to that. It can apply to moving. It can apply to uh, getting a new job. It can apply to starting a podcast, starting a business. That's what it was for me, starting a business. It can apply to so many different areas of your life. It can apply to um, doing whatever type of self-care 
you believe you should do, but maybe it wasn't what was actually relaxing and rejuvenating to you. It can apply to so many different areas of your life. This process can. Because in anything and in almost everything that we do, we have pre-programmed ideas and thoughts about these things. And when we bring these matters up to other people around us, they're going to have preconceived thoughts and notions and ideas about these things. And then when they share their thoughts with you, if those thoughts are negative, those thoughts are going to affect you somehow. Now, if the thoughts that the other people share are positive, that's great. That's wonderful. But if these people are saying something nice, nasty, if these people are saying something negative, now you got to beware. Because if you are the type of person who is a people pleaser, who is a self-silencer, who is sensitive to outside criticism in a manner in which that will make you change your decision about your life, you need to go through this process. Self-talk, self-explore, self-accept, self-embrace. It was a total game changer for me in my life. And like I said, I, I, when I told you that you will literally wake up one day and you'll look around your life and be like, wow, I kind of love it here. That literally happened to me. No kidding. All right. This, <laughs> I'm looking at the time. I see that this, this has lasted for 41 minutes now. Again, I hope that everything has made perfect sense. But if it has not, please hit me up. I appreciate you for listening to this episode um, of the, the, the newsletter. Um, but I, my heart is full. I just, I hope that this made sense to you. Uh, this is something that I should have, I'm beating myself up a little bit on the inside because I feel like I should have shared this like at least a year ago um, when I wrote it all down. Um, but this is something that I have personally struggled with, with, with sharing, with putting out into the world. Um, and so I appreciate you for joining the Crew Letter Club, this, this sort of private, this insider space that we have um, where I can share information with you that I truly feel like you are going to benefit from. I appreciate you for being a part of this community, right? Um, and so I feel safe enough to share what I've been through, to share the, 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 the tools that helped me, the process that helped me. And I truly believe that it will help you. And I just hope that you're open to it and willing to apply it. Um, and if you ever want to work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting, uh, let me know. Send me a DM or send me an email. Like I said, the information will be in the description box. Um, but I am open to doing one-on-one -on -one consultations. Um, like I said, I mentor and teach ambitious women who are ready to merge the self-care they desire into the lifestyle uh, that they're currently living. So you start small and you, you make bigger and bigger decisions. It, it's a trickle-down effect. Um, and it's possible. It's definitely possible for you. So again, thank you so much. I will catch you in the next episode. And until then, live a courageously confident and self-loving life.